Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Everyone is painting with Savannah. Savannah paints from Azar are affordable enough for everybody to fulfill their paint needs. Paint more, pay less. Savannah paints, we all go paint some. We all go paint some Savannah. We all go paint some. Affiliate, things no easy girl. For my business inside, pressure day from customers. If I make payments, give suppliers. Okada riders. Hmm. Delivery charges, you know easy. Things you know they move fast like before. Because everything make expensive. The family where they house. See what are they talk. Family where they call they ask for another money. You know easy. <laughs> Vodafone cash be the only thing where they make my ID get to. If I they do transfers for Vodafone Cash, it they save me money. If you they do Vodafone Cash to Vodafone Cash transactions, still no transfer charges there. Even if I they send money to another network, I they get value. Make you dial star one one zero hash to send money. Sending money from Vodafone Cash to Vodafone Cash still be free. Vodafone. Good evening and welcome to Newsnight. In the next 60 minutes, we played no role in the awarding of the SML contract to GRE. Petroleum Commission is the latest regulator to distance itself from the controversial gold production sector revenue assurance contract. After the Minerals Commission earlier stated that it was not aware of the deal, we have the very latest as the Office of the Special Prosecutor confirms it has commenced preliminary investigation into the contractual agreement plus updates on the KPMG audit ordered by President Okofado. And then in your election headquarters, with immediate effects, the membership of the vice chairman of the northern region of the NDC has been suspended pending outcome of disciplinary proceedings for further action over assault of the regional treasurer. That it has to do with an assault, irrespective of what the issues have been. Leadership came to the decision that the said officer had been suspended for three months pending investigations and We'll take you live to Tamale for reaction. Also on the political front, NPP National Executive Committee meets this afternoon to take key decisions on the fate of aspirant hold before the appeals committee as well as draw a roadmap for the January 27 parliamentary elections. I'll take you live to the Alisa Hotel. Also tonight. So for security reasons, it is imperative that we register our SIM cards. And mobile subscribers call on government to initiate the promised protection against fraudsters after many have fallen victim to scams. 
But the moment I just dialed my pin code, they just took the money. And we'll hear from skeptics of the SIM card re-registration exercise who say they have been vindicated as mobile money fraud persists months after the exercise. We'll get to hear from some of them. You can see I've been vindicated because the system that was used was not perfect. It was not flawless. It had several flaws, technical flaws that we raised that they just needed to have listened to us. And in business, government targets ending of uh, March this year to finalize negotiations with bilateral and euro bondholders on debt restructuring. And in sports, Jordan AU dismisses claims of a lack of commitment among Black Star players at the AFCON with assurance that the game against Egypt will be a good day for Ghana. And much later, celebrities in Ghana will have to wait until April 10 to know whether they can resume endorsement of alcoholic beverages following an imposition of a ban by the Food and Drugs Authority. Some of these endorsement deals are the things that keep us moving. And you see, it is not like when the money comes into the space, celebrities or artists keep it to themselves. They reinvest it into the industry by employing other people and investing in other initiatives. At the end of the way, at the end of the day, it nails to the benefits of Ghana as a country. That's and more in tonight's edition of Newsite. Your thoughts, comments are via WhatsApp is 055 On all our social media platforms is the hashtag Newsnight. I am MFA Apau. And my name is Evans Mensa. We start tonight with the very latest on this ongoing SML scandal. And tonight, more regulatory agencies are distancing themselves from this uh, revenue assurance contract that was signed and was about to be executed uh, by the Ghana Revenue Authority, as having uh, handed it over to the private firm SML. We are not aware of when the contract awarded to the Strategic Mobilization Ghana Limited, an offshoot of a timber company, uh, to undertake revenue assurance services in the oil and gold production sectors for the government. That's the position of two regulatory agencies. The Minerals and Petroleum Commissions have tonight uh, provided details in the response uh, to an RTI request. Well, on the part of the Minerals Commission, it says it did not play any role in the award of the contract to SML. Chief Executive Martin Kwekwe is in a response to a right to information request from investigative journalist Manasseh Azuria Winnie of the Fourth Estate, who led the SML investigation, also said the commission does not have any report of losses resulting from the deliberate or accidental calculation as far as revenue in the mining sector is concerned. Well, my colleague Michael Lashali uh, joins us in studio with details of that. We have both reports from the Petroleum Commission, also from the Minerals Commission. Michael will take us through it. Let's talk about the background, though, to this contract. So, MFR, the SMO contract we know was awarded to the company by the Finance Ministry and the Ghana Revenue Authority and entitles SML to more than $100 million every year for the duration of the contract. The GRA explained that the contract, the contract is for five years and renewable for another five years. The contract has since been suspended about two weeks ago by President uh, Akufuado and appointed an international audit accounting firm, KPNG, to audit the contract and submit a report in two weeks. And in the last few minutes, we are learning about this particular audit by the KPMG. We'll give you details shortly. But what is the Minerals Commission actually saying in response to the fourth estate's inquiry? MFA, let me start by reminding you that the Minerals Commission is um, says what it has been charged by law to do. It is government's agency with the primary responsibility of developing and coordinating mineral sector policies and monitoring the implementation. So in effect, any such contract must come to its attention somehow. The fourth estate wanted to know if they were, they were aware of the contract since it falls under their ambit. Now here's their response. It says that, please, we do not have any report of any deliberate or accidental calculation as far as uh, gold revenue is concerned. And this response is uh, interesting because that was the context within which the SML contract was being awarded. In other words, it was an anticipation that something was happening in there that had led to uh, these deliberate or accidental uh, calculations as far as gold revenue was concerned. So, so go in there and tr try and see if we can revenue assure. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the regulator is saying we are not aware of it. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. So it goes on to say that well, the Minerals Commission did not play again any role in the award of the contract. The commission does, uh, does, does undertake regular or special audits from time to time as per its mandate to do with such issues. And we do collaborate with other government 
or public institutions to do that. And I goes on again to say that's indicated that the Minerals Commission, together with other state agencies or institutions, do carry out audits while exercising their regulatory powers. The government has the authority or power to commission audit at any time to deal with such matters. The Petroleum Commission should be in the position to answer that as the question is specifically referring to the commission. And we'll be grateful if you can reach out to the chief executive of the Petroleum Commission to deal with that. Yeah, thank you very much, Michael. And that's um, the Minerals Commission's response to the fourth estate. And my colleague, Samuel Kujobri, also joins us. You know, a concluding part of that particular response, the mm. fourth estate, refers the fourth estate to the Petroleum Commission. On that, they proceeded to also ask the Petroleum Commission a number of questions. And Samuel Kujobri joins us. And that's interesting us. also mm -hmm. because Petroleum Commission uh, Came, became relevant because, as you know, the contract also required SML to also uh, do revenue assurance in the upstream petroleum sector. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, Petroleum Commission stated the questions and then gave responses. First, it says, whether there has ever been a report to the Petroleum Commission or by the Petroleum Commission to any revenue losses resulting from deliberate or accidental calculation as far as revenue is concerned, if there is, kindly share a copy. That's what fourth estate was looking for another okay. response says the answer to the first part of the question is no mm -hmm. by reason of the answer to the first part of the question there is no report to share as requested as the second part of the question demands mm. now two the role of the commission the role the commission played in the award of the contract to sml response the commission is the commission is not aware of any contract awarded to the said entity mm. Th third question the current arrangement put in place by the government of ghana through eight agencies and the oil companies to ensure transparency in the operations of the upstream petroleum sector response all the arrangement put in place by government of ghana to ensure transparency in the upstream petroleum sector are provided for in relevant and applicable laws now the first the fourth question the fourth estate was looking for is whether the petroleum commission has evidence mm -hmm. of leakages or shortfalls in the current system for which reason another company is needed to secure revenue in the system like um, you know, uh, Evan said in the first one when it, it came to the mines, they had to ensure that there were leakages. Now, the commission is saying that by reason of the commission's response to the question two above, which said no, that they have not seen any leakages, the commission is unable to make any a determination. Mm. Uh, you know, on this question, is uh, the fifth question was if there are any shortfalls or are the current agencies incapable of resolving them. The response is kindly referred to the commission's response to question two okay. and four above. So question two is no. Uh, uh, I mean, if you look at the question two, it says the commission is not aware of any contract. Mm -hmm. The four is that, you know, by reason of the answer to that question two, then they cannot really give any further information. Six is whether the Petroleum Commission advised the GRA or the Ministry of Finance to engage another private entity to undertake revenue assurance in the upstream petroleum sector in Ghana. Response. The commission is not aware of any such contract. Okay. Well, and um, we've been engaging civil society on this. We'll hear uh, their response. But in the last few minutes also, we know that the Office of the Special Prosecutor has issued its quarterly report. It provided an update on its work on the SML scandal. Michael joins us back in the studio. So, so what do we know uh, when it comes to the Office of the Special Prosecutor and its investigations? So, for the... The, what we understand is that the office has commenced investigations into contractual arrangements between SML and the Ghana Revenue Authority for the stated objective of the enhancement of revenue assurance in the downstream petroleum sector upstream production and then minerals and metals resources value chain. Mm. The investigation, he tells us, is based on the complaint filed by Manasi and his, uh, the school workers on that particular report. Mm. But the complaint alleged possible corruption, so therefore they have picked it up and they are working on it. Okay. Well, Evans, uh, we've been picking up also checking on the KPMG audit uh, because that statement from the presidency directing the halting of that particular contract and also asking KPMG to conduct uh, the audit. Um, mm. You gave it two weeks with immediate effect to continue to begin working to it. The two weeks matter. has elapsed on the matter. And but we're learning. Mm -hmm. Tell us that the KPMG is yet to submit a managerial report uh, to the president. Uh, we do understand there is more work to be done 
on this particular issue also uh, reliably informed that they they've asked for an extension of time mm -hmm. uh, to complete this audit from the two weeks that were given initially which was supposed to begin immediately at the time that the president issued this. Yeah, and we're waiting uh, for the presidency to communicate that, uh, whether they've accepted uh, to extend um, the time for the KPMG and how long of an extension they're giving them uh, when it comes to this particular work. It's live your news tonight. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. And I'll take your views and comments, 055 Well, let's get into the election headquarters now, probably brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. And we start from the stable of the NPP and all afternoon, the National Executive Council of the New Patriotic Party have been meeting to decide the fate of aspirants whose eligibility to contest the upcoming parliamentary elections have been challenged at the Appeals Committee. Well, the National Executive Committee is also expected to fashion modalities for the conduct of the January 27 elections. Party bigwigs, including uh, the leader of the party, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia and Chairman Civilian Team, uh, we know have all arrived at the Alisa Hotel in Accra for that particular uh, a crucial meeting and James Aveji is our man on the ground at the Elisa Hotel and uh, will join us shortly uh, with details of what we are learning. James thankfully joins us. James, let's talk about who else is in this particular meeting. So apart from the vice president and the party chair that you mentioned earlier, the chief of staff, uh, Honorable Prima Otter-Pari is also in this meeting, including former uh, Chairman of the party, Freddie Blay, as well as the former general secretary uh, of the party. All of those, including the former general secretary, another former general secretary, Kabina Ejepong, all of those are in the meeting as we speak. Let's um, walk through the key issues to be looked at at this particular meeting. So, two key things we pick in will be paramount in the meeting. Uh, one will be about the report of the appeals committee. Uh, the National Appeals Committee, we know that uh, some two uh, referrals have been made to them. Uh, paramount is that uh, coming from the Asokwa uh, MP, Adanti Asokwa MP, uh, Katie Hammond, who is challenging the legibility of uh, some three other aspirants who are contending him in that election. His uh, matter is that they do not qualify to get into the election. He raised concerns about... Uh, Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The article 12, clause 4 and 7 of the party constitution that says that uh, whoever wants to contest in such an election must have lived in the constituency for at least five years. And uh, uh, the other issue he raised is that uh, some of them are not card-bearing members of the party. We know that he filed that petition earlier with the national, uh, sorry, the regional uh, appeals committee in the Ashanti region. That petition was thrown out of the window, and uh, he's uh, escalated it now to the executive, uh, the national appeals committee. And so, what is expected is for the uh, appeals committee, chaired by uh, Kwame Osei uh, Prempe to forward that to the National Executive Committee, who will look into it, take some decisions on that, and then they will submit it to the National Council for a final uh, decision on that. We also are supposed to prepare a roadmap 
for the January 20, uh, 27 election, uh, key among that decision will be who would constitute the uh, voting constituent of the election. There's been an appeal for uh, some ministers and MPs who may not be within the jurisdiction on the voting day to vote via proxy. Uh, they will have to take a decision on that, and all of that is what they are looking at in this election. Just curious, though, is the issue about running mates not on the table for discussion? Yes, uh, a part of the wins we're taking um, on the ground. Uh, we know that just yesterday, the former uh, Speaker of Parliament, uh, Mike Eronokwe, had been uh, speaking on the matter, talking about the fact that, yes, the balancing of the, uh, uh, the sheet, which would be that an Asante candidate pairing with Dr. Baumia is paramount, but he needs to consider someone who does not is not too ambitious to become a president. Because when that happens, it, it may not occur well with a party where his position, the president position, may be undermined by the vice president. So he needed to do all of those calculations. And so we are expecting that uh, we should get a headway uh, uh, in that decision. Either they will tell us who the person is or uh, give us uh, an assurance that there's a headway to uh, who that candidate will be. So um, we're expecting to hear something from the party at the end of the day as far as that key issue is also concerned. And I, I guess the meeting is still underway. When do we expect a determination to be made on the issues in particular with the January 27 elections and the other concerns in terms of the appeals committee? It is still underway. In fact, every single party executive who has walked into that meeting, none of them has walked out of the meeting yet to signal that either it is coming to an end or all of that. And so we are expecting that this would uh, we drag a bit late into the night. If you remember last time, uh, they ended about 9 p.m. Uh, we are, on, uh, I mean, not too sure if that would be the case, but looking at the time now, and there is no movement in and out of uh, that meeting, we expect that it to drag a bit longer. And we'll definitely stay with you. That's uh, my colleague James Aveji reporting live uh, from that National Executive Committee meeting here in Accra. And let's stay with politics uh, this time to NDC uh, because as we now know, the vice chairman of the party in the northern region has now been suspended. His membership of the party has been suspended with immediate effect for the next three months mm. uh, pending the outcome of disciplinary proceedings uh, over the assault of the regional treasurer, Shamima Yakubu. Now, uh, Madame Yakubu suffered facial injuries as a result of the battery. And assault when tensions reached the boiling point during a crucial stakeholder meeting last weekend. Now, as we know, Gbewa was later arrested and released on bail, a development that led to a revolt by the Gbewa youth. They locked up the party offices uh, in the Tamale metropolis. We can listen now to the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, who's been telling us uh, the decision, giving us details of the decision of the party to suspend him. Leadership have looked into the issues. Um, we believe that change to be done and other processes we are told are concurrently ongoing. But to the extent that it has to do with an assault and you can see evidences of sin, irrespective of what the issues have been, leadership came to the decision that the said officer as it is stand to be suspended or have been suspended for three months pending investigations and all other processes that will enable the party look into the issues properly for a final review. Did he admit to assaulting Shamima? Well, he doesn't have to admit assaulting. Two people were engaged in disagreement. You've seen, you don't need a medical report to see that a lady in question who is also a working colleague uh, was assaulted. And I don't think that uh, the vice chairman would at any point in time uh, be clear that conduct, except to say that he may have his own justifications as to why he believed that taking that action was prudent. But to the extent that it offends the rules of the party, mm -hmm. we have to take that decision to bring sanity and order 
into the past. And beyond the three-month suspension, I'm sure the party is still supporting criminal proceedings or the law should take its own course. Is the, the party, party supporting is not that? part of any criminal process. But you are supporting that, are you? The party is not against a criminal process either. It has to do with a suspect as we stand and then a complainant. The complainant was the victim. So to the extent that a party have to take a decision on the conduct pending other procedures that the party will activate as much as possible to be able to get into the issues properly. To believe that whatever that the victims the victim will decide to do, the party will not be against it. If only it is an order of law. I don't think that the party is against it. Well, we know that the youth in the area also locked up the party office yesterday. What's the action that the party is taking regarding that? Well, we, we've been we've been looking at that incident, and one of the issues that the youths are raising is that one, there's the basis and the justification for where the vice chairman and the treasurer have reached. They also feel that the detention of the vice chairman and the action of the police, they think that the police is on the record to have been acting swiftly in NDC matters and very slow in MPP matters. They- uh, and that's there is Musa Fagbande. He's a deputy general secretary of the NDC. I want to take you to the uh, northern regional capital now where the, my regional correspondent, Martina Bugri, joins us right now. Uh, Martina, when uh, Mr. Gbiba was arrested and detained by the police, it, it triggered a revolt among NDC youth. There. They locked up the party offices. Now the party is taking the decision to suspend him for three months pending the outcome of the disciplinary uh, proceedings. What has been the reaction? Um, I must say that in the city this afternoon, it's been quiet. Um, the youth group that locked up the office went there themselves to uh, unlock the place for party activities to take place. What we are learning is that um, Aladi Bewa himself um, is leading an advocacy to calm the youth down, that they shouldn't um, revolt against any decision. It's a party decision which he respects, and so he expects that the youth also respect what the party has agreed upon. And so he's leading um, with the Council of Elders in meeting these youth groups to calm them down. What about the party office? Has it been open now? Yes, it's been open. The youth themselves went back to open it. So as at, um, this afternoon, it, it was open. We know we've been trying uh, to reach Madame Shamima, who was assaulted, and, and she's been receiving some medical treatment. Have we heard anything from her? Um, what we know is that she's left Tamale. She's currently in Kumasi. She's residing in Kumasi as we speak. We are told that she's doing well. That's all. Just the brief that we know that she's, she's doing well. Uh, thank you, Martina. Uh, still live here on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. I want to quickly return to our, uh, our top story. This hour, uh, the revelations from two regulatory bodies, uh, one in uh, the mines sector and the second in the upstream petroleum sector. Both the uh, Minerals Commission and the Petroleum Commissions have uh, tonight been uh, talking about what they know or rather what they don't know about the sml contract that uh, was requiring sml uh, to do revenue assurance uh, both in the mining sector and in the upstream petroleum sectors both agencies have said uh in a response to an outi request that they know absolutely nothing about that uh, contract that is now a subject of, uh, of an audit uh, ordered by the president himself. I want to bring in the uh, ranking member on the Mines and Energy Committee who joins us on the line right now, uh, Mr. John Janapo. Mr. Janapo, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Surprised to learn that both the Minerals Commission and the Petroleum Commission say they know nothing about uh, about this revenue assurance uh, contract that uh, was signed with SML for them to you know guarantee revenues in the you know the mining sector, but also in the upstream sector, upstream petroleum yep. sector. Well, I'm not surprised because this contract is loaded with opacity. It's not transparent. It doesn't meet basic minimum standards. These regulators are not just technical regulators. They are supposed to ensure that we also meet the revenue requirements. And so they have a role to play when it comes to quality assurance in respect of revenue. And so why would they be sidelined in such an opaque contract? Look, the bottom line, and that is a fact, is that one man decided that he will profit at the expense of the state and clandestinely, secretly, 
sign this contract. I don't understand why is the president asking for an investigation? Why did the president not order for due diligence, value for money, before granting approval? Now the horses have bolted. You are trying to close the stable. That doesn't that presume he didn't know about the contract? And of course, he may possibly have heard about it, like all of us did through the uh, work of Manas and his team. Fantastic. That even makes it worse. For such a major contract with far reaching implications, why would the presidency be sidelined? Then there's a problem with the whole governance architecture and the reporting mechanism as far as this government is concerned. And so clearly, there's a problem. And if this contract was a good one, why are officialdom so reluctant to release official information? What is so wrong with giving out information in respect? What is so secret about this? Are we developing a nuclear weapon? A common contract that you want to ensure that there's value for money, that there's quality assurance in terms of revenue. People are requesting for the documents and you don't want to release the documents. Everybody is claiming ignorance. This country deserves better. We know that the KPMG is looking into this matter. From what we learned tonight, they've asked for more time. Uh, we're waiting to hear from the presidency if that will be granted. I know at the beginning of this investigation, when it first uh, became apparent what has happened, uh, Parliament was, you were considering if, if Parliament should also get involved. Happy, at least, that the KPMG is looking into this, even if they want more time. Well, that does not preclude Parliament from still looking into the matter. And like I said, the KPMG reference is specific. So let them do their work. I hope they will do a good job. I hope they will conduct due diligence. And when they come out with their report, all of us will scrutinize it. But I insist that Taliban must still look into this matter in terms of procurement issues, in terms of fairness, in terms of equity, in terms of the procedure in awarding the contract. Was there competitive tender? Were other companies given the opportunity? How can you have one company, my brother, one company? They are experts in the downstream sector. They are experts in the upstream sector. They are experts in gold. They are experts in bauxite. Why? What kind of company is that? An octopus company. There's a major problem there. Uh, John Judapo, thank you very much. He is the ranking member on the Mines and Energy Committee in Parliament. So live here on News 9 on Joy 99.7 FM. Still ahead. So for security reasons, it is imperative that we register our SIM cards. And mobile subscribers call on government to initiate the promised protection against fraudsters after many have fallen victim to scams. By the moment I just dialed my pin code, they just took the money. Well, uh, skeptics of the SIM card re-registration exercise say they have been vindicated as mobile money fraud persists months after the exercise. We'll hear from some of them. You can see I've been vindicated because the system that was used was not perfect. It was not flawless. It had several flaws, technical flaws that we raised that they just needed to have listened to us. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And also, celebrities in Ghana will have to wait until April 10 to know whether they can resume endorsement of alcoholic beverages following an imposition of a ban by the Food and Drugs Authority. Some of these endorsement deals are the things that keep us moving. And you see, it is not like when the money comes into the space, celebrities or artists keep it to themselves. They reinvest it into the industry by employing other people and investing in other initiatives. At the end of the way, at the end of the day, it nails the benefits of Ghana as a country. Well, I have a celebrity joining me right now, um, George Raffi. Hello, George. Hi, Evans. I, I wish uh, I was a celebrity. Well, you there are some celebrity. who would also ask whether we have celebrities 
okay in Ghana. Yeah, uh, we do. Okay. You're one of one of them. Okay, and MFA is MFA is a superstar. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes, and also to take this opportunity to wish Evans a happy birthday. Oh, such thank a, you very much. Such a hard working guy. You know, I remember still my early days here. Mm. You know, when we used to do a lot of things together. <laughs> <laughs> but such a hard I shall disclose. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 challenge. Happy, happy birthday. Thank you, know, thank you, George. Wishing thank you, you long life and uh, more signing of checks. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. What do you have in the headline, George? Well, even uh, coming up, government targets March ending to finalize negotiations with bilateral creditors and euro bond holders on debt restructuring and World Bank to halt lending to Ghana after June this year because of the December general elections. I'll be getting you more details on that one. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationery, Synthes Tanks and Pepsodent, Charcoal and Herbal. Central University, Ghana's leading private Christian university, has open admissions. Apply now for a degree in environmental engineering, fashion design, landscape design, interior design, business administration, economics, law, nursing, civil engineering, architecture, computer science, IT, theology, PharmD, and many others. Degrees are available on our campuses in Mutual, ICGC Christ Temple, Abosokai, and Kumase. Also enroll in our MBA with various specializations. Scholarships are available for needy but brilliant students. Call us on 0303-318-583 or visit our website at Central for more information, Central University, raising transformational leaders through faith, integrity, and excellence. It's a century of safeguarding dreams with Enterprise Insurance. In the spirit of our 100th anniversary, Enterprise Insurance wraps it up with Yafinia Motor Promotion. One lucky winner will cruise around in a sleek brand new Nissan Kicks SUV. First and second runner-ups will jet off to Dubai for an all-expense-paid escape. Renew or get your vehicle insurance between January and June 2024 and win free fuel coupons. Monthly raffle draws give you cool gadgets like laptops, Samsung phones, microwaves, gas cooker, tabletop fridge and Anymore. Enterprise Insurance Yafinia Motor Promotion is on at all our branches. Call your broker or agent to buy or renew your motor insurance and make history with Ghana's oldest insurance company. Truly trusted. That's the enterprise advantage. Terms and conditions apply. This promo is regulated by the NLA on the Characters Lottery Platform. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osuakwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 specific needs with MTN Jess for you. Dial star 141 hash or select your options on the My MTN app to redeem your unique Jess for you package on Ghana's best mobile network. MTN. No matter your water needs, 
Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexDH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. You welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, government is hoping to finalize negotiations with external bilateral creditors and euro bond holders. That is, by end of March this year, the move might be critical in helping Ghana pass a second review under the IMF program. Finance Minister Ken Ofriata has been talking about this, as well as other developments that could impact the larger economy. Uh, the numbers are clear. Uh, inflation has gone down by 31% uh, within this period. Um, growth uh, has been strong, uh, despite what we think. Uh, the banks performed much better than we thought, um, and the currency has held. Uh, these are important uh, flat posts, and we'll continue um, to, to keep at them. Um, so I'm expecting uh, a pretty robust year um, with regards to, to the economy. Uh, we will make sure that job creation um, continuous. We will make sure that um, the social protection uh, is not compromised, uh, and certainly uh, industry will be supported. And the mutual prosperity dialogue, which is engaging government more actively with the private sector, uh, will continue. And um, I think we'll continue to hold our heads up um, in the months ahead. And that is uh, Finance Minister Ken Ofriata speaking on PM Express Business Edition, which will be added tomorrow on Joy News at 9 p.m. Now, investor interest in Ghana have picked up strongly following the deal reached with external creditors on restructuring of the country's debts. Now, that's according to business strategist and senior partner at law firm ABN David. David Ofusudote, the uncertainty about Ghana's program with the fund and status of the next trend disbursement had stalled discussions on investment and Dr. Doty has been explaining to Joy Business the area of interest and some challenges ahead. Interestingly, everybody was worried in 2022-2023, but I see more requests for investments than I used to see in 2022. Now. Yes, now. So, and, and I'm saying that bad times are always the best time to invest. Mm. So, to some extent, turning around in terms of investment flow, I think is true. Mm. And many people are making inquiries, but they are still nevertheless worried. I mean, I had a mail as late as yesterday, and that's about the third time this year. Do you think Ghana is going to get this IMF deal? Oh. And should we go ahead with our investments or not? Yeah. The, the question, which is a deeper question, is where are the investments going? Which sectors are people making inquiries? Is it manufacturing? Is it the financial sector? Is it services? Is it uh, agribusiness, etc.? Because where the investment go also determines how we perform in future. Mm. So, yes, many people are making inquiries. Mm. That, that definitely, I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's true. It's interesting. Yeah. David is a business strategist and senior partner at law firm AB and David. Ghana may not receive financial support from the World Bank after June this year. This because it's the fact that it is an election year. Now, this would mean that Ghana must work hard to ensure that it is able to draw down all the funds for this year before the middle. 2024. Now, the immediate World Bank country director, Pierre Laporte, has been explaining to Joy Business why the World Bank is taking this action. Our policy is not to disperse budget support too close to elections. Mm. So it will be important that both the team and Ghana work very hard to, start to get the conditions for the second mm. operation early enough. Mm. If it's too close mm. to, the, to the elections, we will find it difficult to, mm. to disperse. Are, are you afraid of uh, whatever new government taking over? That's why. No, no, it's no, a no, policy. no, no. We are not afraid of anything. Uh, it's just a policy. It's one, it's a policy, but also perception mm. 
because you know we don't want to give cash to any government in election time. We all know election times is when generally there's a uh, what do you call that? A temptation, or temptation or pressure yeah. to spend. Mm -hmm. I know, and we—it's a policy bank always does. Mm -hmm. We don't give budget support or even certain cooperation mm -hmm. like cash mm -hmm. transfers very close to election. You but just to clarify, mm -hmm. we're not—we're not scared of anything. If mm -hmm. This government or if there's a change, if there's a change in government, recently I met with a. Uh, uh, His Excellency, John Mahama, mm. and uh, it's normal as part of our dialogue. I mean, it's, it's, mm. it's, uh, we, 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 we listen to, mm. to them, and uh, you know, the World Bank works with the government of the day. Mm. If the, this government stays, we work with them. If another one comes, we'll sit and. Immediate country director uh, for the World Bank, Pierre Laporte. The National Petroleum Authority has indicated that it is in the process of approving more outlets that will serve as collection points for the Cylinder Recirculation Model Program. The initiative seeks to centralize distribution and sale of LPG in the country for domestic consumption. It also allows consumers to exchange empty cylinder fulfilled ones at a specific location. Abbas Tosunti is the head of economic regulations at the National Petroleum Authority. Since we announced the launch last uh, September, a lot has been happening. What we've been waiting for all this while has been the readiness of the bottling plants to, um, to, be, uh, to start rolling out. A number of them are already have submitted a list of outlets that they are going to use to um, start the rollout. And we are assessing these outlets. The, the important thing is that we have to make sure that every outlet has met the requirements before they can start selling LPG. And that's ongoing. Our inspections and um, monitoring department has been checking with this. Once they approve these outlets, we'll see them uh, rolling out. A number of them have already shown us their cages, which are ready. I mean, the bottling plants and their marketing companies. So once the, all this is ready, currently what the MPA is doing is continuously educating the public to be ready for the rollout. We've been visiting churches, we've been visiting a number of communities and doing the education. But in terms of operational, uh, operational rollout, the bottling plants are ready. And once the exchange points are also ready, we'll see them coming up. Abbas Tasunti is the head of economic regulations at the National Petroleum Authority. The managing director of DCB Bank, Kofi Adomako, has taken over as the new president of the Ghana Association of Banks. He takes over from the chief executive of Standard Chartered Bank Ghana, Masonetti, after an election to settle on new set of executives for the association. Masonetti had led the association as president since January 2021. The current managing director of DCB Bank, Kofi Adomako, is expected to serve as president for the next three years and that's all for business on news night mfa thank you very much george um see you soon and uh, mobile subscribers are calling on government to initiate the promised protection against fraudsters after many have fallen victim to scams government's effort to combat the rising tide of mobile money fraud requiring users to compulsorily link their sim cards to their ghana cards was hailed as a move to curb fraudulent activities that had become a growing concern in the mobile money sector while it was expected that tying each sim card to a verified identity could thwart fraudulent activities, protect users, and maintain the integrity of financial transactions. In the following feature, Michael Ashali reports that the Momo fraudsters continue uh, to prey on the unsuspecting public. Mobile money fraud has now become so pervasive. The motive is varied, but the bottom line is to get money from you. These deceptive schemes often commence with a seemingly ordinary text message, characterized by glaring grammatical errors. Spelling errors and poor construction in fraudulent messages might just be a deliberate strategy employed by cyber criminals. When you see the bad spelling, it is not as if they can't smell. Dr. Kenneth Ashigbe, the chief executive officer of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, suggests that the use of poor grammatical constructions by the frosters is just an attempt to circumvent their new artificial intelligence-enabled system. They confirm maybe the R that is there, they will make it an S. They will change a few of the things in there so that once the AI is crawling it, you see... Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. 
ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. It's, it's not what it is that he's looking for. So, but fortunately for us now, we're beginning to use AIs. So, what the AIs do is that once they see all of this, they learn. So, they start seeing the spelling mistakes that you want to beat them. Other times, these fosters will call you with promises to lure you to send them money. Rose and Nukwe have been victims of cyber fraud. And when they called me, they said they've sent me some amount of 400 sodas. So I should check by dialing my PIN. So then I was very curious. The moment I just dialed my PIN code, they just took the money. And later on, I called them to beg them that, please, the money was for something important. They should send the money back to me. But they refused. And I called MTN. MTN told me they would get back to me. But nothing. Now, they pose as agents of some of the mobile networks under the guise that you were a lucky winner of a draw. I'm Linda Ofori. Our calls are recorded for education and training purposes. So for detailed understanding, are you okay with the English or should I speak to you in any local dialect? Oh, but you are already communicating in English. From enticing phone calls promising rewards to posing as mobile network agents, the aim of the scammers is simple. Extract your personal information and use them to later impersonate you. That means, um, I would like to confirm your AC numbers. Please, what are your AC numbers over there? What number? Having to receive any AC number? Your AC code, please. That is six numbers, please. Okay. But, okay, is that I shall tell you what it is? Wait, we, we are verifying it for you, please, so that I can bring you to the office, please. What you're going to cut, that is all, please. But the message says, do not share. about it is that there are basic things. Some red flag, one of the red flags is that you want something. Red flag. Immediately somebody tells you one, it's a red flag. And that one about, I have sent you some number. Ah, another red flag. To care this, government has since 2022 made it compulsory for every SIM card user to link it to their Ghana card for one major reason. By tying each SIM card to a verified identity, government sought to create a system that could thwart fraudulent activities, protect users, and maintain the integrity of financial transactions. The need for re-registration of SIM cards is obvious. There's a lot of cyber crimes that are committed by people on um, our networks with our mobile money system there's a lot of impersonation identity theft out there so for security reasons it is imperative that we register our sim cards people of all ages endured days of frustrating queues to obtain their ghana card the mandatory document for the sim card re-registration exercise subsequently they faced further frustration spending additional hours in another line to link their SIM cards to the acquired Ghana card. I believe if they can do something about it, because there are, there are a lot of people behind me. However, despite the well-intentioned move, the cyber criminals are undeterred. They found ways. So now what happens, generally some of the new ways that, you know, you, know, you and I are entitled to 10 numbers that we can register, the maximum. So they will see a few of our friends who do not really understand what these things mean. Give them some 20 CDs and then they'll go with them and they'll go register the SIMs in their names. Some SIM card subscribers believe that some employees within the telecom companies collude with frosters sharing the personal information of their subscribers. This shared information, they believe, is then exploited against the unsuspecting subscriber. I think there are some people in the office, in the MCN office, that works with those cameras. But sometimes, how they even get your number and everything is strange. Despite the initial challenges posed by mobile money fraud, telecom companies maintain the belief that integrating the Ghana cards with SIM cards will ultimately prove instrumental in eliminating fraudulent activities. Subscribers 
earnestly hope for a more robust and responsive telecom service when addressing their content related to mobile money, particularly in handling and resolving complaints. For Joy News, Michael Ashale. I want to bring in now the deputy ranking member on the communications committee in parliament, Samuel Neto George, who joins us now uh, with more on this. And, and, and Samuel, I remember when this whole process started, as you've heard in that report, the communications minister was on the floor justifying the re-registration exercise uh, with the, the, the suggestion that it, it was, was going to deal with the, the security challenges that we had with mobile money fraud, etc. As we just witnessed, it, it hasn't necessarily dealt with the problem and people are still using the cards and it can be traced. Um, we'll try and get uh, the thoughts of the, of, of the committee member on that because it's something that the committee had talked about and also asked for uh, some further interventions to, to make this whole process worthwhile. We'll get that for you. Of ISOLVE Africa, Henry Kobner says the West is yet to come as he predicts increased fraudulent cyber activities. Well, he believes many of the protection systems are independent of each other and must be harmonized for effective protection. Track manner, I think that it helps in um, sanitizing the processes. I am predicting that in the next five years, we're going to have a heightened. Um, a bit of fraud in, in, in the telecommunication system and in the IT system itself as, as a whole. And so um, there's that high need of a lot of change um, by most of these telecos and banking systems to be looking into cybersecurity um, trainings for most of their, their employers. Um, and even the people that they sort of interact with, most of the merchants that they sort of um, link up to, there's supposed to be a lot of education and trainings which will go into helping the, these employers to be able to get ahead of time and to be able to catch some of these menace which is in there. Um, and then the next thing I think should be should be coming in place is the linking of almost all the systems. I feel that there's quite a lot of disintegration when it comes down to the systems. And so if you want to track someone um, who's who's Ghana card or whose SIM card has been used in fraud and um, you track it to the Ghana card, the Ghana card is they should be looking up to a GPS system. And so that makes location easy to track and all of those things. There should be that centralization and um, syncing of these systems, which makes it easy. Um, that should even connect to all the um, banking systems, which I know is in place, but uh, but there's a bit of slow processes to it, which I understand it comes with tech, but there should be that communication across border. If somebody is moving money, the next persons that they are even moving money to from those SIM cards are actually being blocked. And so it's not just about the person that um, is, is in the crime, but the perpetrators are around the crime. Because when money hits onto that SIM card, it's moved onto several SIM cards. And by tracking those SIM cards, you can be able to now put the money and then now get to the, the persons. I think that these processes could come in place. Um, some level of policy heightened could, could come in. I've seen that there were taxes that were placed on to help um, improve cybersecurity. I've not seen the implementation of that. I've seen cybersecurity agencies and the Ghana Police Service come into play. Um, I think that there should be more work to be done. Mm. Uh, and, and if you're one of those affected and you're still struggling to get some resolution although you've re-registered and we've been promised that that will solve the problem at least it will help find the frosters it doesn't appear that it's been that successful people have found a way around that it's something that we're keeping a close eye on and we'll bring you more uh, in the subsequent bulletins also mm. you can find the details of that report on myjoinline.com and across the social media platforms let's do sports now um, it's a few hours, if you may, uh, less than uh, 24 hours to that yeah. big game tomorrow. Yeah. It's now do or die. You know, it's a must win. Yeah, it's a must win. Against it's a must Egypt. Win against Egypt. And uh, the Black Stars head coach Chris Eaton and um, Jordan Ayew, a senior player in the Black Stars squad, have all been speaking. For Jordan Ayew himself, he is very confident that Ghana will recover from that opening day defeat to Cape Verde and uh, to claim a maximum point against Egypt. And he's also been dismissing concerns by some that the Black Stars players seem to lack commitment. He says the players are indeed committed to doing well come tomorrow. We need to do more, that's for sure. And we are ready to do more and we are going to do more. So nobody should, should worry about that. And tomorrow is a big day and we know that it's a big day and we know how, how much it means to... Ghanians. And for me, ourselves personally, 
we want to perform, we want to perform this time. We didn't just come here just to, to visit Abidjan, we came here to, to perform work. So we'll see tomorrow and we're ready, we're ready. And you cannot, I wouldn't agree when you people say people lack commitment or no, no one lacks commitment. Everyone is fully committed, just that sometimes things go away, things don't go away, but I need to force things. And tomorrow we're going to force things and we'll see after that. Jordan, are you there? Tomorrow they're going to force things. But what's the latest on Mohamed Kudus? Is it going to be available for the Black Stars in her game against Egypt? Chris Hutton. Um, so just a, an update on uh, Mohamed. Uh, Mohamed Kudus is, uh, as most uh, are aware, he joined um, camp later than, um, than anybody else because of uh, an injury that he sustained in his last game for, for West Ham. Uh, we will continue to assess him. We, we have today and uh, tomorrow morning to assess. He has trained. He has trained the last, uh, the last few days. Um, but we will assess him, as I say, today uh, and tomorrow and make, uh, make a decision tomorrow. That's head coach of the Black Stars there, Chris Eaton. Well, tournament favourite, Morocco. They've started on a very good note, trashing Tanzania by three goals to nil. Uh, that game is almost ending. The next game is going to be Zambia versus DR Congo. And even Zambia, Avram Grant, the man who took Ghana to the finals in 2015. He's handling Zambia and he'll be playing DR Congo later tonight. That's it for sports for you. Thank you very much. Well, let's head to the Supreme Court and it's set um, 10th of April to deliver its judgment on whether or not the Food and Drugs Authority's ban on celebrities' endorsement of alcoholic beverages is legal. And Richard Kojunyako was in court today. He joins us in studio. Let's talk about what happened. Well, Sabifa, you know that in 2015, the FDA decided to prohibit celebs and then those well-known personalities in Ghana from advertising alcoholic uh, beverages. And so in 2023, uh, Magdalene Tenosei, who manages one of the artists, went to the Supreme Court seeking the court to strike out the provisions uh, that the FDA is relying upon. He says that there is equality before the law, citing Article 17.1, Article 17.2 of the Constitution, saying that they are discriminating against the well-known personalities and that is why they want the Supreme Court to declare as unconstitutional the position of the Food and Drugs Authority. Um, judgment does not win has gone away so um, we're just being hopeful that um, at least they would hear us because this is an industry that doesn't just thrive on the works that we put out there. There's some of these collaborations with corporate institutions, some of these endorsement deals are the things that keep us moving. And you see, it is not like when the money comes into the space, celebrities or artists keep it to themselves. They reinvest it into the industry by employing other people and investing in other initiatives. At the end of the way, at the end of the day, it nails the benefits of Ghana as a country. So we're hopeful and um, we pray that it goes in our favor. It's not like anybody wants to banter with the FDA or fight with them in a way. Everybody wants an amicable solution where it will be a win-win so that everybody can go about their business. Uh, the celebrities are not, because they have kids, they have families. Naturally, they would not want to endorse products that would go and affect their kids negatively. Evans, that is George Quay. Uh, he represented the celebs who appeared in court who thrown the court and they are hoping for a win-win situation when the Supreme Court delivers a judgment on the 10th of April. Evans, before I go, I mean, we have something news, for right? you. There is the breaking news, news, right? Yeah, yeah breaking news. So George? play the jingle, yeah. Mm. The breaking news. Yeah, break Please. Emma's allowed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, it's the best day of Emma's birthday to celebrate to you. Birthday to you, Emma's birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, let me let me share something. In those days, we when we were here working, there were things like Evans could walk all the way to the bank and deposit like one Ghana CD and then come back. And then also, Evans would go to Top Taste, have his fufu, and after the fufu, he would ask for Gary to mix with his. <laughs> 
in November I the vintage events for you it's food that I still don't stop those things but hey listen we, we, we want was, to you I was born in the Braca you know it's such a special day to celebrate a very hard working person you know risen from the low to the top and you won't see him bossing himself and that's the spirit here at joy fm you see our leaders and our, our team leads working hard with all of us on the ground and this is a person that listen Baba, who's responsible for this though such a beautiful yeah. soul you don't need to know anybody who's responsible for this please <laughs> we have taken you, we are, we, are, we, are, we were taken over the radio get the job done but oh, of you course, know so we want to we want to celebrate you man you know i've really enjoyed working with evans <laughs> you know, so I am. I, I've set up the committee receiving the gifts, uh, you know, the checks and the dollars. So please, uh, the head of the finance committee, I'll be taking the. the Evans, and, we love you so much. Okay, keep uh, being uh, you. Uh, <laughs> he's crying. Oh, oh, oh. Anymore. <laughs> um, Evans, happy birthday to you. I think you always make us proud. I remember my first election um, at Joy, watching you. I mean, your confidence, your assertiveness, your knowledge, your wisdom. Charlie, you did inspire we all. So, happy birthday and may God bless you. Uh, did, you did you know about this? Though? Uh, no, not at all. I'm just coming to do my show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they are the only one I put. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> 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 we dedicate this new one to you from Diana Hamilton. From where you've been. DJ MFA. Thank you, MFA. Thank you, all of you. I didn't know this was happening, and I, I'm, I'm happy that you're not part of the conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm also, I'm not part. <laughs> you are part. part I'm a part. part. <laughs> By the finger of the Lord. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.